Okay, hello everyone, and welcome back to the HGAP podcast. My name is Kate, and today I have Karina with me to tell us about her two gap years. And yeah. So let's get into it. Okay, do you want to just start by introducing yourself? Hi, yeah, okay, I'm, my name is Karina, um, I'm American-Norwegian, I went to Haas, um, now would be my third year, but I'm actually taking another gap year, um, and yeah, that's me. Great, okay, um, so how old are you now? Right now I'm 21. Okay, so you're 21, you're, should technically be in your third year, but you're taking another gap year, um in between because you're in the Columbia Dual BA. And yeah, so how old, what year was it when you graduated high school? Yeah, when I graduated, you're right, I was, it was in the class of 2019. <laughs> um, so all my friends are actually seniors um, in college right now because they didn't take any breaks. Yeah, that's um, So now I'm technically a sophomore, I suppose. So what kind of high school did you go to? Do you want to give like the background context of what it was like when you were deciding to take your first gap year? Yeah, for sure. Um, when I wanted to take my first gap year, I was actually uh, one, the only student out of a class of maybe 500 students um, to take a gap year. Um, it, I didn't know, I didn't have any students above, um, in the class above who took, who took one. I just kind of had the idea in mind. Um, and it was kind of hard to defend my plans to like the counselors or other students or even friends and family mm-hmm. um, because I had a vision that really didn't match with their kind of uh, a traditional vision of what it meant to go into college and adulthood right away. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's super interesting. So what kind of high school was it? Like, what was the context? Why do you think that other people didn't think of a gap year as an option? Right, it was, um, I went to high school in Silicon Valley. So a lot of people are going more towards the STEM route. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it was a really traditional high school. Like I took a really standard diploma. Um, and I wanted to do something that was a little out of the context that I had studied in. So I didn't want to go into STEM or coding or engineering uh, that my other peers are going to. I really just wanted to travel and be more open-minded and, um, yeah, learn about other people and cultures and languages. And that was kind of the starting um, idea. And then after it unraveled to something, yeah really special yeah and did you think that going into the dual BA program um specifically had an effect on whether or not you took a gap year because I know like for me personally it had a huge effect because Columbia really kind of encouraged it to some extent yeah actually I didn't um I applied during my gap year okay Um, okay I would have um the idea was that going out of high school I wasn't quite confident I don't know in my um, academics and I wasn't 100% sure what exactly I wanted to do um, so I just decided that instead of um, settling for a school and um, just going ahead and starting as a freshman I mean little idea of what I wanted to take as a major and what I wanted to do afterwards mm-hmm. I'd instead take care at least a couple months and decide even if I wanted to go to college and then mm-hmm. decide what major I wanted to take so um, I, I'm really beyond grateful for taking this decision because after a few months I found out about the dual BA program, actually I knew about the dual BA program before, but then it was, my heart was set on it, and I thought that the international 
educational experience um, and focusing on the humanities was something I knew I wanted to do. Yeah. So it worked out. Okay, so now do you want to tell us like a full overview of your first gap year? So from like the moment you graduated high school until you started at Sciences Po? Yeah, sure. Um, so for my first gap year, I, um, I found this small kind of sailing school in the south of Norway. Um, and my dad's Norwegian, my whole family was there, but I had never properly been in Norway um, by myself. Uh, so that was something that I wanted to pursue, um, like, you know, individually. So I kind of signed up for the school, um, and, and it was a, bl- I had a blast. And there were other s- students who were kind of, um, they were also like me, kind of taking a gap year. Um, they're all Norwegian, and they're all just interested in being outdoors and gaining skills like first aid, um, survival, uh, just backpacking. And that was special for me because I, I really do like the, the outdoor and I also found some volunteer because I knew I wouldn't somehow balance it out and do some volunteered work. Uh, and that also helped me uh, move in the direction of wanting to study um, the humanities uh, eventually. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so my first year I spent, um, yeah, at the, mainly at the school. And then, this, and then I found a volunteer program in both of the summers. And the second summer was really significant because I found a volunteer um or an NGO called In the Same Boat, where we pick up uh, like marine plastic along the Norwegian coast mm. um, while in sailboats. Mm. And I still with the organization actually now uh, because I got really invested and I decided to volunteer a second time for my, um, like the stage for the mm-hmm. Sauvissic. And uh, yeah, I met a lot of amazing people and inspired me tons. For the first gap year, um, yeah, it was definitely a step into adulthood mm-hmm. um, that was uh, not at all paralleling what peers were doing. So there was kind of a loss of connection there. Like mm-hmm. I was not so much with my friends um, from high school, and I was more my own kind of meeting adults who who were in their twenties, maybe thirties, and just you know hipping along doing different volunteer volunteering, and that really inspired me. Um, and really put me into perspective of what uh, of what I wanted to do for for my life, uh, for my career. Um, yeah, and so then I did and understood like really fast that like traveling didn't have to be about like you know seeing as many European cities as possible. For example, it was more about like taking my time and um, and getting to know the people and and yeah, so that was a big a huge part of it. So was this like the first time being away from so far away from home for you? Um, it was actually it was not um, really being far away from home because I had family in Norway, yeah. but it was in other ways um, like a huge step because I was um, I was at times I didn't know what I would do like the next week. I would just kind of wonder or how do I put it. Um, it was, it, it, even though I was in Norway, um, like with the country, like of my, like, you know, my family, uh, where I've been before, I was for the first time, like 100% free. So I went, I decided to go backpacking, for example, like, you know, in the snowy mountains and did mm-hmm. it by myself. And I met people and I had to plan the trip. And obviously I met tons of challenges, like, okay, I what I'm going to do, I feel lost. Yeah. Uh, what am I actually doing? All my friends are, you know, studying and I'm just like here, you know, following a trail. 
ish. Yeah. Um, you meet ton, tons of older people, and they're just talking about the stars or picking up mushrooms, and I'm just <laughs> kind of survived for a couple of days in the wilderness. And I think that's what like made the biggest. Uh, that that's what was more most significant for me. Um, kind of learning the confidence in myself to, uh, yeah, to believe in myself. I suppose. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was that was big. I guess. Um. You obviously probably noticed like a huge change uh, over the course of the year. Um, was there any particular way that you documented that, like whether it was through photos or like a journal or something like this? Yeah, I know a lot of people. A lot of people encourage me to blog. Oh, I want to follow up what you're doing. You're traveling so much, um, or your social media. But I actually didn't have any social media mm. uh, during the, and that was deliberate because I, well, I had kind of gone through high school with social media with the mm. idea of like doing my life in that way and following up with other people, um, in this like non-personal way. But I found that like for I really wanted to grow and I really wanted to do things like purely out of interest and not for having to show it to others. Mm. And I wanted also to be a personal journey. So I decided not social media and I decided that I would contact people that I wanted to contact, um, like through phone or, you know, more personally. Um, so the way I documented for myself was definitely through journaling. Um, I liked writing, but I, you know, I really got more writing once, um, I was more inspired and Mm. I was like, Oh, or I wanted to tell for myself. Yeah. So that's how I documented. Yeah. That's great. What's it like to look back on the journals now? <laughs> <Is it? laughs> um, yeah, no, I, well, of course, anyone looking back at your journals, it's, it's cringy. Yeah. Um, yeah that, but um, I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm proud of myself. Um, and I think, like, I definitely... I definitely noticed like my change in mindset. Mm. Um, I was just trying to like list down things that I was doing and I was more just kind of taking it in um, and describing, describing people, describing phenomena mm. uh, and just more becoming an observer and, than, than someone who's just trying to get through life as fast as possible, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's really great. I, I feel like I have a similar sentiment to like my journals from my gap year it was more like really um thinking about individual relationships with people and like I don't know where you fit into the big picture of everything um yeah for sure yeah but it's nice to have the years as like a a real pause um before moving on afterwards I guess yeah yeah that that was uh that ended up being yeah a huge part of it like it was it was a break it was a time for reflection Mm -hmm. um I like to think of it, now that I think back at it, I like to think of more of it, it, it wasn't like a very significant step um, to leave me to university. It wasn't that I, I did need, I think, a break from the competition mm. uh, um, life in uh, high school, but I think it also, it it allowed me to feel, yeah, like feel like more um, directed um, and more like motivated in my studies when I got to Salesforce. Like I really felt like I landed on my feet um, yeah. and was motivated. Yeah, that, that's really great. And I'm curious, when you were planning your gap year, thinking about what you wanted to do, did you know that you wanted to spend the time in nature or that you wanted to particularly be in Norway because of your family? Or did you ever think about or maybe like regret not taking another route of what you did with your year? Yeah, 
Yeah, I think, um, well, for sure, I knew that I wanted to go to Norway because that was what seemed safe and what seemed, like, open for most, like, nature opportunities, and that was kind of, like, the, the primary goals. Uh, and then as it went on, I met, um, I did, like, a volunteer at a summer camp, and I met some other volunteers, um, some were, most, like, were international, like, from the U.S. or Norway or Europe, and they were doing so many crazy things, and I was like, whoa, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Wow, I want to, you know, go to Brazil. Oh, there's some know volunteer in this country and you know obviously i'm like very impressionable so i wanted to do everything so i was like okay i'll take five gap years um and you know but as time progressed it's like okay no it's it doesn't matter like what you're doing it's kind of how you take take it in Mm um obviously there are you know infinite possibilities what one can do with um like some free time like not having any actual responsibilities being young of course um but it's kind of like how yeah the process by which you yeah you reflect on it what you take from it because that's what you're gonna learn from and grow from so I, I learned a lot to be content with my current situation I was like okay I can always you know benefit from this even though I was not with like the most amazing people at times so I was like okay you can still learn things you can still have a good time with these people so I think I, I, it humbled me a little bit, actually, to be on the year and have, know I could have so many possibilities, but understand that I could only settle for, for a few. Um, yeah. So that allowed me to enjoy the moment more, in a way. Yeah, that, that's really great. I think that's a really good way of looking at it. Okay, and uh, I'm curious, um, was there, because uh, you talked about the volunteering and said that that played into your um, civic internship later on, which is super cool. Was there any other, even if it's bigger qualities about what you became interested in or even like soft skills that you learned during your gap year that played in later? I know like uh, sailing, for example, probably would have been more useful on the Luau campus, but maybe there were some other things that played in at Sam's Fall. <laughs> yeah, no, um, one is um, one soft skill, I suppose. I, everything was Norwegian and I wasn't like, comfortable in Norwegian when I first arrived. So I was kind of, again, I was kind of humbled into not understanding everything, mm. not feeling like this more, um, having to use more actions and like more smiles to know people than mm. conversation. Um, so that was like, big on soft skills. Like I, I think I gained more confidence in, um, you know, being in groups or in getting to know strangers uh, because I had like the extra hurdle. Yeah. Uh, um, another thing would be, yeah, I think sailing, yeah, <laughs> sailing and being outdoors, um, <laughs> not exactly what you need at Sciences Po, but <laughs> when I did live that, um, uh, like the time, kind of giving yourself um, enough, like, a, what is the word, like time organization, like self-organization, yeah. I think, um, because out of being so independent so much, like, you're, you, you would probably understand it too, like, you could be traveling or you could be bored at times or things are super yeah. exciting, you have to learn to like keep your head above, above the water and, mm-hmm. and learn to not get bored and like learn to keep yourself busy. So I think when I got to Sciences Po, I was I felt um, that I had a much better handle on organizing myself with between extracurriculars and classes than I mm-hmm. had in high school um, because I, I was really practical. Okay, I need only one hour for this. Um, then I should give myself a break so I'm more effective tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was definitely I don't know what to call the soft skill, but maybe better yeah, just but- self manage. So yeah. that I think I get. And then also, let's, yeah, I was going to say something about just um, working working with people in general. Like, I think I'd worked with a lot of people who were older than me, and I always felt younger. 
um, during mm-hmm. my gap year. And then at Singapore, like everyone was like, we're all around the same age and we're kind of in that bubble. Um, so that was kind of a shock um, to me again. I was like put back and I was like, oh, like TikTok, like I haven't heard that, you know, in a year. <laughs> um, trends and things, you know, it was, yeah. it was definitely adjust. But I think those adjustments are important. Like you're obviously going into third year, everyone's kind of feeling that, whoa, like, you know, change, change in culture. Yeah. Um, in, in your state in your comfort zone so i think that the push was was really important um so to be able to adapt to new environments mm. um i think is gonna get yeah anyone like a far away yeah but, for yeah. sure okay thank you guys so much for watching that is going to be the conclusion of the first part of karina's episode so stay tuned for next week when karina talks about her second gap year in between Sciences Po and Columbia. And thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you soon.